Welcome. I am so excited that you are here today for us to talk about water and not just, okay, water, but why is it that we don't drink enough water and how can you help yourself drink more water and what are the benefits of water? And should you get caught up in all of the, you know, water, what I'm going to call water foo food stuff, where it's all the the different types of water and how it's bottled, or do you do tap? And if you do, do you filter and what type of filter? All those kinds of questions. You know, do you even need to get into that minutia of it? What are the best sources of water? Do other things count for water other than water? And if so, what does? It can get a little bit interesting as you think about these things. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because you're going to come out of this episode knowing how much water to drink, what type of water is going to be best for you to have, what are some easy ways for you to get the best water for you, as well as some resources if you want to go deeper. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be do and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. So we're going to start out with a little bit of the research part of this, some of the statistics of why it is that you even need to drink water. So you think back to biology in high school, you probably remember, you might remember your body is about 70% water, your muscles are about 75% water, your blood is 80, 82% water, even your bones, which you think of as solid, even your bones are 25% water. But here's the kicker as we're talking about get real energy, get authentic energy without living on lattes. And we're going to talk some about lattes today, too. Yes. Your brain, which is that beautiful gray matter that gets all of your work done, that gray matter is 85% water. Yes, you heard that right. 85% water. So what that means is when you are even slightly dehydrated, you are not going to think as well. You are going to have mental fatigue as well as physical fatigue. You might even start getting headaches, which makes it harder to concentrate. Water is so important. One of the research studies that I came across years ago that I absolutely blew my mind and went, okay, I've got to make sure I've get my water in, was in a nursing home. There, it, there absolutely is dementia. There's absolutely Alzheimer's. There's absolutely these brain issues. However, In this nursing home, they did an experiment and got all of the patients, all of the clients in there properly hydrated. And about half of the cases of dementia were taken care of. So those individuals didn't, quote unquote, really have dementia. They were strictly dehydrated. They were simply dehydrated. So think about that for yourself. What happens in your brain if you were just slightly dehydrated? So knowing all of this, knowing all of this basic good stuff that your body is needing water and the things that it can do for you, especially in your brain, I have a question. And it's an honest question. It's not a, it's not a sarcastic question. It's not a judgmental question. 
why aren't you drinking more water? It's that's an it's an legit question. Why? Why aren't you drinking more water? Is it because it's just a habit? You know, it's just a habit to go for a soda or an extra cup of coffee or something else. Is it because you feel like you need the caffeine, the other things instead of just straight water? Is it because you don't like the taste? You don't like the taste of water? Is it because, you know, I just, if I'm going to spend money on something, I'm not going to spend money on water that I technically could get out of my tap for free, but I don't want to spend money on that. I'll spend it on sodas or energy drinks or something else. Is it because water is boring? When I think about America versus other countries and European countries, Water is viewed very differently and how we drink our water is. I want to tell you a story out of one of my favorite books, French Women Don't Get Fat. In this chapter in particular, she compares America drinking water and France and specifically Paris, which is where she spends a lot of, she spends half of her, the author spends half of her year in New York, half of her year in Paris and in France. So she compares what happens in the two offices. Here, I'm just going to read out of the book. In my New York office, we have a cooler with a big inverted jug, which our maintenance man keeps supplied. He once confessed to me that his life is easier when I'm not around. Since I hardly give him any work, I was puzzled. He explained with a mischievous grin, it's the water bottles, ma'am. When you travel, it lasts a week. But when you're here, I have to change it every other day. That made it clear to me that our staff were parched by their own hands. All day long, our able-bodied crew have no trouble running down to the deli to buy coffee or soft drinks, but rarely do I see any of them at the water cooler. The contrast with our Paris headquarters could not be more stark. Each day, a one-liter bottle is distributed to each office and each cubicle. And if that's not enough, and it isn't, there's a room always filled with them where anyone can go to get more. When we have meetings, bottles are set up all over the conference room. Not in America. Even the small bottles on the conference table remain mostly untouched after a few hours, though the coffee urn is emptied and the cans of Diet Coke vanish. So it could just be habit. It could just be that is what your environment, that's who you're around, that's what they have. And I challenge you as part of today's episode, begin thinking about why is it that you're not drinking more water? Because you know that you need it for every function in your body, and you know that you need it for energy. Out of a book called Water for Health, for Healing, and for Life, the physician who wrote that book points out that water increases the efficiency of the immune, of the immune system. Water helps to prevent memory loss as we age. We've talked to, I talked a little bit about that with a research study that I found years ago. And this one is really cool when it comes to feeling great, not just mentally, but physically. Water is the main lubricant in the joint spaces, so it helps to prevent arthritis. It helps to prevent back pain. And now let's go to that mental ability stuff I was talking about. Water is directly connected to brain function. It manufactures your neurotransmitters, including that happy hormone we've talked about, serotonin, as well as melatonin which helps you sleep better, which as we talk about energy, sleep is foundational for that. So I encourage you go and listen to that episode on sleep and it improves your attention span. So now we come to the questions of what are the best sources of water and how do you get more in? So what the best source with the best sources of water, yes, you can get it out of your tap, 
But unfortunately, we do know that now, compared to the 1960s, the 1970s, we have majorly increased the contamination of chemicals in our water supply. That's just through aggregates. I'm not even going to get to what all that's into. You can, I, I, I will give you a name of a book if you want to get deeper into that, is The Seven Pillars of Health by Dr. Don Colbert. He has several chapters on water. And in that, he talks about a lot of the contaminations that have gotten into our water and how they've gotten in there. Now the question is, okay, what do we do about that? So there's two things to do about it. One is what can you do to prevent some of those toxins, prevent some of those chemicals from getting in you? And then inevitably, whether it's through food or water, some are going to get in. How do we detoxify those things out? Well, the great news is water is necessary for the detoxification of those things once they get in your body. So you have to stay hydrated. And one of the biggest ones to get out is chlorine. Chlorine is something that is put into our water supply, and I am very grateful that it is because it kills all kinds of nasty microorganisms that would not be good for me to have and not be good for you to have. However, once chlorine is getting into your own system, it kills your gut bacteria, your good gut bacteria, so it gets that off. That is going to affect your gut health, which then affects your brain health. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in our next episode. And I also have a YouTube video where I go into the gut-brain connection and how that improves both your immune system as well as your energy. So in the show notes, I'll link the I'll link the YouTube video on gut health and brain health. The first thing you really want to consider getting out of your water is the chlorine. If you don't do anything else, this one is the simplest thing in the world to get out of your water. Yes, you can even do like a table, a, a countertop filtration pitcher, a carbon type pitcher that filters out the chlorine. But if you don't mind spending the time on it, you can just put the water in your you know, stainless steel or glass water bottle or whatever you're going to use, a, a glass water jug that's on your counter, leave it out for 24 hours, and the chlorine will evaporate like magic. It's gone. So you don't even have to go to the hassle of, oh, I wonder which filter I should use and do all the research and stuff. You can just Put the water on your counter for a day, and then the next day it's going to be ready to go without the chlorine. Now, that doesn't filter out the lead. It doesn't filter out other toxins and stuff. So if you want to go layers deeper, I encourage you, do some research on that. The Seven Pillars of Health book I talked about goes into the pros and cons of each in depth. But just today, start with putting your water on your counter if you don't already have a water filtration system. Now, how are you going to get that water in? When are you going to get it in? What counts as water? Let's just keep this really simple for you. I like things that are simple because they fit in your real lifestyle. If it has caffeine, if it has sugar, even natural sugar like orange juice, do not count it toward your water. Don't count it toward your water intake. But if it is a like an herbal tea, or if it's a chicken broth, something that is very liquid, but does not have sugar and does not have caffeine, yes, you can count that. Is it better to have at least some of your water during the day be just 
pure, plain water? Absolutely. And if you don't like the taste of it, and I understand that that can be some of the reason that some people are like, "Ah, I don't really like the taste of it. Well, that might be the quality of water you have. It might be the amount of minerals that you have. I'm going to read you another another, uh, story. It's really funny out of French women don't get fat because... I was, um, I just, I am not a, I'm not a, I, I love my, I love my teas. I love my herbal teas, but I'm not a water connoisseur, but there are obviously people who are. So here we go. The French are the world. This is out of the French women don't get fat book. The French are the world's number two sparkling water drinkers after the Italians. At Colette or Colet, a restaurant in Paris, you can taste between 80 and 100 types of water from all over the world. Water drinking has become so fancy that there is now a word for the related connoisseurship, aquanomy. aquanomy. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. And water has its taste, its own vocabulary. One variety is distinguished from another according to the levels of calcium and magnesium and other mineral characteristics. So if you want to make a game of this, if you want to like really get into it, you could start trying different types of water and see which ones you like the taste of better. I have got a client that didn't really like the taste of water, really preferred had, because their taste buds, and you may experience this, their taste buds had gotten used to the taste of alcohol beverages, sodas, other things, and even high quality water didn't taste that good to them. So just by buying a little infusion type of contraption where they put in lemon slices or orange slices or things like that, it tasted completely different to him. And he started then drinking more water. When do you want to drink your water? You definitely want to drink water as soon as you get up in the morning. Because during the night, through breathing out of your mouth, breathing out of your nose, perspiration, you've not had water come in for the past eight or nine hours, and yet it has gone out for the past several hours. So you definitely want to drink water as soon as you get up in the morning. Then throughout the day, drinking water and getting water in 30 minutes before mealtime. Ideally, you don't want to drink a lot of water with a meal, you can sip it, you know, of course, but don't drink a lot of water with your meal because that's going to dilute the digestive juices and make it harder for you to digest your food. And then have another glass of water in the evening or maybe a cup of herbal tea in the evening close to bedtime. You definitely want to get in at least your eight, eight ounce cups of water a day. There's, you know, some research that says, oh, you might need less, you might need more. And that's true, depending on what you have. If you have a lot of hot tea or broths during the day and you're in an air conditioned building and it's in the, you know, spring, fall, maybe you don't need eight, maybe you need seven. My guess is that you're going to need more than that. A good rule of thumb, and sorry for the deep description here, but a good rule of thumb is what color is your urine? How, you know, is your pee the color of straw or lighter? All right, so that's as deep as we're going to get on that one. But I do want you to make sure that you're getting enough water in, and that is really a good test. In one of my previous episodes, I mentioned a client who had wanted to, she had been drinking water, and then she realized she wasn't drinking as much water as she used to, and she wanted to increase it, and she figured out what the issue was. She had always had a clear glass or um, bottle of water on her desk, 
and she switched water bottles to one that was opaque, that was colored. And she didn't then have the visual cue of how much water that she had drunk during the day. So it was a simple solution for her was just to switch back to a clear water bottle. Speaking of water bottles, one more tip before I give you some ideas for homework on this. Water bottles, you've heard don't reuse, like if you're buying bottled water, not to reuse those. Please, uh, please, please, please listen to that advice that you have heard. Because reusing those bottles, there has been shown to be a big buildup of bacteria, other contaminants in reusing that bottle. So if you're going to drink out of a water bottle, make it your own stainless steel or glass, preferably. But whichever one you use, even if it's a plastic, make sure that you're washing it before you use that each time. Let's dive into now. What are you going to do with all this information? We've talked about what water does in your body. We've talked about the benefits. We've talked about how to get the chlorine out in a really simple, easy way, as well as if you want to go the whole multiple versions of filtration, there's a great book that I mentioned for you. But now what are you going to do with all of this? Here is my challenge to you. Number one, starting today, start filtering at least the chlorine out of your water. And you can, again, do that just on your countertop in a jug if you want. Second is if the science of all of it inspires you more, think about the science stuff that we talked about, the statistics, the research. If you're like, eh, that doesn't really do anything for me. Oh, but the whole idea of water being more pleasurable and not only making me feel better, but the experience being better because it's got some lemon in it or orange, or I try different types of mineral waters to see which ones I like best the flavor of. The pleasure aspect, if that's what appeals to you, think about that. But whichever, whichever brain you have, the science or the pleasure brain, use that inspiration to set a goal of X number of ounces of water that you're going to start drinking a day. And for the next seven days, hit that goal and pay attention to how it makes you feel. Pay attention to how much better you feel, how much clearer your thinking is. Maybe you've got more energy. Maybe you don't have the headaches. Maybe even in seven days, you've cushioned your joints. And when you go for a walk, you don't have some of the joint pain that you did. And let me know. Reach out to me on social media. Shoot me an email, sherry at com. Let me know what your goal is, how you're going to use this, and what the result is. And I can't wait to be with you in the next episode talking about a unique way to get in that water. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.